Comedy Film Nerd special episode. Don't number it. Don't number it's it, Chris. Too special. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's um um no, I forgot. I don't know. Doesn't need doesn't need to know. No. It's a special op. Yeah, it is. It's a uh, it's a movie black op episode. <laughs> it's a movie black op. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is an N- NSA as our yeah. sponsor here. Yes. And it's um you know, we're doing it from a safe house, a movie safe house. We have several of them. We have probably a dozen, I'd say, around the globe. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're um, we call them um, black movie sites. Yeah, black movie <laughs> sites where Chris and I go uh, when we need to record episodes that can't be numbered. No, and there's uh, people after us. I don't want to go into any more details, no, but there's but nothing. That's why we need that many safe houses. Yeah, you don't mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. where we need to just uh, escape some of the powers that be. So you know, it's uh, you know the deep state. They control all the movies. What are we going to do? They really care about a free movie podcast. They, really do. <laughs> <laughs> they sincerely do. And so we need uh, we need to be in a secure you know, location. Maybe we're being a little overly cautious, but I don't think so. I think know? comedians with a movie podcast should all at least have a half a dozen passports and currencies and safe houses around the of country. Of course. A minimum. And a couple I, I, of um, Mission Impossible masks. Mi- you yeah. Know. Minimum. It makes sense. I mean, Chris and I speak numerous languages. We never speak them on this show. No, I think we've already given away a little too much I on think this it's episode. A good point. It's yeah, a good point. I'm just uh, joking, guys. Yeah. We're talking about a movie plot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Academy Award nominations came out. <laughs> <laughs> they did come out. Now we're obviously going to do a regular uh, episode with with mm-hmm. Doug Benson, where we'll go through the whole list. Should win, will win. We do that every mm-hmm. year to help you with your pool. The Oscars have moved up, so now they're February 24th. Yes. They made an announcement that next year, 2020, they're going to be February 9th. Mm. So they're really, they they were in that March wheelhouse for a while. I think that's great. Give people even less time to see the movies nominated. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, even better. That'll really make your your show they're even more relatable. They're going to keep scrambling to, yeah. they're, they're dying. They do all the wrong things every single year. Um, so, but uh, this year also no host, right? Kevin Hart said no, what, four times now? No, no, no. Who's so, hosting it, Aaron? So we're now, we're at, we're back to no host, right? No host, right? Yeah. Or yeah. A collage of hosts? I don't know hosts? that Kevin Hart said no so much as his tweets did. <laughs> there was a lot of I'm over it, you know, those things. Um, uh, you know, just like the Golden Globes who didn't have hosts. I mean, they had two people standing up there saying inane things at the beginning of the show, but uh-huh. I wouldn't call them hosts. Um, well, let's talk about, let's just go into a couple snubs. Okay. Right and off the, out of the gate. I want to go snub. Snubs? I want to okay. start swinging at the snub fence. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Beautiful Boy got snubbed, personally. You did? Okay. Uh, I think it could have been, it definitely should have had a nomination or, or a sc- uh, screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it would be adapted. Um, now, I understand, I, I, I would think better, a Beautiful Boy over Ballad of Buster Scruggs, an adapted screenplay. Um. I haven't seen Beautiful Boy, but I'm just going to agree because saw, uh, I saw Buster Scruggs. Yeah. And I granted, I was, you know, the the there were differing opinions on that film. And as a Coen Brothers fan, a huge Coen Brothers fan, I did not like it. But a lot of people didn't like it. But also a lot of people did and said I was wrong. So I'm not sure. Yeah. You know, people, it's really uh, the, the, in, in the middle that's, somewhere. But, but Beautiful Boy, I don't know a lot of people were like, ah, Beautiful Boy really missed the mark. Because they right. really, I think they did a good job of... Mm-hmm. Of going through the two books, Tweaker and Beautiful Boy, from right. the dad and the and the son, 
and really did a pretty accurate job of depicting. And also, Buster Scruggs was just a bunch of short films. I mean, it wasn't yes, really a, a you know a complete a- adapted screenplay, really. Yeah. What do you think? Now, Best Picture, they only put one, two, three, eight. Four, five, six, seven. They put eight movies. They It's a deliberate attempt not to never get to 10 for whatever reasons. Right. Usually nine. It's very rare, as it, even if it's ever been to 10. Um, I think a couple more movies. I, I mean, the whole point of having more availability in Best Picture is that you're going to have more Best Picture nominees. <laughs> so um, I think there's always another movie or two that could have gone there. What other things do you think got snubbed? Um, I actually think Eighth Grade got snubbed. Really? You know, I thought for, um, you know, actress, I thought she did a fantastic job. Um, but here's the thing. The, again, the kids, when they do a great job in a movie, they don't always get nominated. I think there's also the, well, they're kids. They'll have more chances. Right. You know, I think there's a little bit of uh, prejudice against a, uh, a really great, like Elsie Fisher, I thought, did a fantastic job. And I forgot to read this on the other episode that um, she started high school and um, she didn't get cast in the high school play. <laughs> uh, you know, meanwhile, she was finishing up this movie. So uh, <laughs> uh, so I thought she got snubbed. And here's one that not many people saw, but I thought it was an amazing performance. Actress in a supporting role. Nicole Kidman for Boy Erased. I thought her oh. performance was so good, even though it was a very small role. Uh, there were a couple scenes in there that she did such unexpected things and felt so real, and it was such heartfelt moments that I thought, even though the movie wasn't great, um, I thought she did an amazing uh, job. And it was one of those performances, like when you see a really great performance, you really feel something. You get chills or you know an emotional response, and I really felt that way watching her in that film. Mm. Um, so I thought that was definitely a, a snub for sure. Um, the other thing is it's more just a little bit, it's not snubs as much as more surprises. Like, oh, that, that got on there. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 this, the favorite, mm-hmm. uh, I'm a little, I'm a little like, oh, okay. yeah. Like, like visual effects, um, even things like, uh, like I'm looking at visual effects, like Avengers Infinity War. Okay. Christopher Robin, I'm like, mm, first man, no. Um, Ready Player One, yes, and Solo, a Star Wars story. You know, usually you get the the movies that have kind of you know it's more it's more of a volume thing. Oh, most effects are on sure, there. Sure, sure. You know, however, like visual effects, I would I would even maybe have put Mary Poppins in there. The way they blended live action and animation, they did some really interesting things with it. Um, and even Black Panther. I mean, if you're going to put Avengers Infinity War, what's the difference between Avengers Infinity War and Black Panther, really? So Except it's longer. The, Except, yeah, yeah, the longer and the amount of visual effects, not necessarily the creativity with them. So, uh, but let's let's do, like, we're talking about, like, best picture. Um, there's no movie on this best picture that I feel like didn't necessarily deserve it. Like, uh, you know, Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, um, the favorite Green Book, Roma, Star is Born, Vice. None of these were perfect movies. Roma. For, for, uh, with the, okay, uh, Roma would probably get closer. Um, I would still argue that first 30 minutes is a little <laughs> slow. Um, but Not if you saw it in the, in the big screen. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, um, Aaron? 
Were there a lot of Queen songs in Roma? Because I don't. If if not, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, they weren't listening to Queen back in Mexico yeah. City in 1970 before the <laughs> band was invented. But I'm I'm that's a fair point. Point mm-hmm. taken. <laughs> um. So you know, it, it's a. I will say this. It. it I, I don't know. How, how do I want to say this? It's a good roster of films, but there's nothing that really stands out the way Roma kind of does. Right. Like, like if you look at like Bohemian Rhapsody, the favorite. I mean, the favorite I still haven't seen yet, so I'm, I'm, that's the next one I'm going to see. That one was one I didn't expect to see all over these awards, yeah. but they are. They're literally all over the awards. I did the because it's a gowns and and people say it's no, more than that. No, from, yeah, no, no. From it's what the I've guy heard. that did the Lobster. I mean, it's like a really crazy movie. Like yeah. not what you would expect. From what I've heard, the trailer is entirely deceiving. Yeah, yeah, no, okay. no. It's like if did you see the lobster? No. That mo- if the movie were a person, that movie was out of its mind, like that, <laughs> like that kind of insanity, like, but that kind of thing where only one person in the on the planet could have made that movie. All right, like that kind of thing. We're like, well, that's that was in somebody's head. Now it's out. There's nobody else that could have made that movie. There's no note anybody could have given sure. to that movie. And I hear this, the favorite is like the exact same thing. Like his, another just weird where only he could have made this movie. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I've also heard that a lot of people over the holidays took their parents to see it thinking gowns and wigs. <laughs> and then it's all uh, girl on girl sex scenes. So. <laughs> so. All right. Yeah. It's like taking your parents to see Black Swan with you. Oh, it's about ballet. <laughs> <laughs> now do a little research first. Uh, <laughs> Apocalypse Now is about a boat trip. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and why is it five hours? Why is it? Fi- <laughs> I'm trying to think here of, of the movies that came out this year. Is there anything that's not on the best picture list that's like, wow, it really should have been? Anything, Aaron or Chris, that you think? I, I'm blanking right now. I don't have anything in my mind that I was like, oh, how is so? In- why is that not on? How this is this list? not here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, I, I loved Ready Player One, so you would have put Ready Player One on Best Picture. I would have, yeah. Mm. Well, if you're gonna that, put if you're gonna put a superhero film, then why not? I think this is the first superhero movie, movie to be nominated for it Best is. Picture, yeah. Yeah. which is huge, and 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 good for them. And Black Panther was a was a, a blast. It's a great movie. Right. It's one of the top five Marvel films, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it made more domestically than Infinity War. Uh, now. Overall box office, Infinity War still won, but uh, domestically it made more. Yeah, Black Panther was so great to see last year. I mean, it was so, and the fact they released it in February, I mean, they did so many things. It just shows you how smart Marvel is. Right. And um, I mean, so that, the fact that a a comic book movie is getting a best picture nod is like, finally, like when they, the first year they expanded this, or maybe it was the year after, was the year that they should have given Dark Knight. Well, yeah, me, they expanded it this the year way. after the Dark yeah. Knight. They're, you know, the, the, all those discussions they had internally about, well, we need a popular movie category. Like, those discussions, I'm sure, included, well, we need a popular movie category so we can nominate Black Panther. Right. And yeah. uh, the backlash was so quick and extreme from anyone involved in movies, from people criticizing them, for people making them, it, like, instantly was like, well... Maybe it's not the right time into a popular movie category. And, uh, you know, one of the backlashes, too, was like, well, now you're relegating any type of superhero or movie to, like, this popular category. When they're actually good films, they should be in the best picture category. So it was, 
you know, is a very weird, odd move, and it was smart for them to correct their mistake and say we're not doing that. So, and and, and the result now is Black Panther is in Best Picture. Well, the thing that's so odd is th- this is the we say this every year since they've done the ten things. Like, if you've got ten slots, why not just add? two more just to just to be right i'm just looking at a list of like some of the best movies like chris you said eighth grade which is which yeah, is uh-huh you know sorry to bother you might have uh sorry uh, to bother yeah, you that, that is a movie that, that got snub. snubbed yeah that's yeah. there i go i'm glad i saw this because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like that should have been at the very least somewhere in here if not right. best picture somewhere in their screenplay well because it's such an inventive screenplay i i think like that's a good point like some of these movies they may not have been able to sweep the awards but maybe give an award for something like like the screenplay for sorry to bother you like for eighth grade it should have been for um you know the lead i thought mm-hmm. i thought she really deserved a nomination i thought she did an amazing job like there was it was one of those performances that like you forget you're watching somebody acting it really just felt like almost a documentary like mm-hmm. this is what an eighth grader is going through in her life like I would have put "Sorry to Bother You" uh, uh, instead of first reformed an original screenplay, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe even Green Book. Now that I read it on the Green Book, they Hollywood whitewashed a lot of shit in that movie. And and let's talk about Green Book for a minute. Like uh, um, one of the things that surprised me is where it is in the screenplay category. It's under original screenplay um, for Green Book, which is interesting because. Like, that's a very, very thin line on rules. It's like, well, it's not based on a book. It's not based... But a lot mm-hmm. of times, even if it's based on, like, a Vanity Fair article, it's still considered a, you know... Adapted. An adapted screenplay. Uh, so it there must it must not exist, this story, in any other... I, well, that's uh, part of the problem with it. When yeah. I read this article that was... It was broke down on this, this website, Black Agenda Report, was like, no, it's not what really happened. Mm-hmm. These guys weren't good friends. The, the musician fired this guy. Mm-hmm. And and on this website, Black Agenda Report, which is a really cool website, they were like, this is a thing that Hollywood does a lot. You know, it's like, it's the white guilt of of that era of like, oh, the, the white guy had to turn him on to black culture. And it's like, this guy grew up, he was aware of black music and fried chicken and all this mm-hmm. stuff that they, these scenes they put in Green Book. While just from an acting, directing um, script point of view, yeah, it's a well-made movie. These are these are two very good actors, but in terms of the reality of these two actual people, it was far far from the truth. Right. Um, so, and, well, and, then that you know that makes more sense where it would be original. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, it, it's it's in the right category, but yeah. I just think like I, I would I would even maybe put sorry to bother you in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got stuff like. Um, you know, how, how is, won't you be my neighbor in the documentary feature? Okay. That's, I think if we were going to talk about snubs, I think that's the biggest snub that is for huge. sure. Uh, because not only did that documentary make a lot of money, it got a lot of press and the Academy to get more attention on some of these other categories. They always like to put like a movie like that in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it must have been like, well, it just didn't depress people enough. <laughs> you know, I feel like sometimes some, that's the, uh, um, that's the thing. Yeah, for sure, that should have been in there. And it's it's it it is such a positive message, and 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 does what a good doc does. Mm-hmm. You know, like as we talked about, you know, 
we all grew up with the guy, but didn't know all of his social and political stuff that he was doing on the show, you know? Um, So that, that was definitely a, uh, definitely a snub for sure. I mean, Uh, we all agree Bumblebee was snubbed, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, Bumblebee, when I look at what's in visual effects, I thought Bumblebee um, could have been nominated there. And the reason is, because when you take out all the nonsense and the noise of the Michael Bay movies and you actually layer right. and make these, um, the Transformers and the humans interact properly and to make it really feel like they're sharing a frame, mm-hmm. that's actually some visual effects magic instead of just always you know, drawing in an explosion with the computer. Like that's actually to show the robots have expression, have them interacting with the humans. So... Um, I think that was a little bit of a snub for visual effects. Now, anything else? No, but visual effects for sure. Um, I mean, I feel like the hate you give, was it a, should it have got, I, I would put Sorry to Bother You as a Best Picture nomination for sure. Okay. And and the hate you give, is the hate, is Sorry to Bother You the Best Picture of the Year? No, but it's, I would put it in the top 10. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, there were two more slots they could have used. They could have like, used. It wouldn't even had to take a, the place of anything. The hate you give, would I make that best picture? I don't know. It, 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 but it is a good movie that deserves some something. Like a mm-hmm. like actress in a leading role, you know. Uh, I would maybe put that girl in it because she plays a really good job of being conflicted because she's torn mm-hmm. between these two worlds. Well, it's interesting. Actress in a leading role, you've got... Um Look at the movies represented. Roma, a star. Some of these movies that are represented um, have no other nominations, like Glenn Close and The Wife. Right. And um, Melissa McCarthy, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Like, these are good performances in, you know, not mm-hmm. amazing movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other ones, like Roma and A Star is Born, they have multiple nominations. Yeah. Uh, and of course, The Favorite. Uh, the Favorite, I think, might have the most nominations out of. It has a lot. Yeah. Like even actress in a supporting role, there's two from the favorite, Emma Stone and Rachel Weitz. See, that's the, that's where I'm like, no. Yeah. That, that's where it's like, uh, uh, pull one of them. It's this year's three billboards. Yeah, Yeah. it is. How are you both, you know, supporting actresses? And put somebody from the hate you give in there Mm -hmm. or sorry to bother you or something like that, you know, because they had some amazing performances. I know it's Mm -hmm. tough because the girl in the hate you give is the lead, but uh, you know. Well, now, actor in a supporting role. Um, Marshala Ali, is he really in a supporting role for Green Book? I, I thought it was his movie. I know. It should be. He should be the lead on that. Yeah. What it, what it should be, he should be nominated an actor in a leading role. And then, you it, know. Is it a political thing where, like, well... Let's submit him in supporting because we have a better that, chance of winning. That happens there. every year. They mm-hmm. always they'll always mm-hmm. like put someone because they know supporting is an easier easier win, an easier win, than, easier uh, to get a nomination right. and a better shot at winning. Right. So that um, might be what's going on there. But like, you, and he's already won in that category. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now animated feature films. I think this is a really solid strong category mm-hmm. i've seen all these movies but one again the japanese one mirai that i really wanted to see that uh um is it i think it's japanese uh i 
you know, it's, these movies are just so hard to find. Right. Can you pull it up real quick? I just want to make sure. Is it called sure. Mirai? M-I-R-A-I. M? M-I-R-A-I. And uh, so, because I think it was one of the higher grossing movies in Japan. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Wolf Children. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So... Uh, yeah, it was, I was best I, animated feature. It got nominated. Yeah, yeah, and um, Incredibles two is good. I love Dogs is amazing. Ralph breaks the internet's good, and Spider Man into the Spider Verse is 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 great. I Any mean, animated movies you feel like got snubbed? Um, honestly, no. Those are all good, solid picks. Now it's a little easier with animated movies because a lot fewer come out in the year. Um, so I don't I don't really think of anyone any of them that got uh, that got snubbed. Anything standing out to you, Aaron? That was snubbed. Uh, not that I can think of. I haven't seen the full list. I guess I've only seen Best Picture and Actor. Well, we're still we got to catch up on some of our holes as well. I, I'm still so. su- I'm surprised Star Is Born isn't on the top of the list in, in nominations, but maybe it's maybe it's three uh, behind yeah. the favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, just because that was such a phenomenon right. when it came out. Yeah, I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of excited that some of the movies that just came out late December, just to make that that Oscar qualifier, like The Mule, like that. Yep, I haven't seen mm-hmm. it. Might be great, well, but I'm kind of glad to see movies that do that. It didn't work. Kind of swinging there's, and missing. There, yeah, there's no Mule because uh, the the whole year should be represented. Like Black Panther was out for Valentine's Day. Like mm-hmm. that movie shouldn't be forgotten. Thankfully, it wasn't. No, that's a great point. Same with Get Out last year. You know, it was it was so much. Yeah, I yeah. think so far before. I agree with that. I mean, you know, s- studios need to stop being afraid of like releasing an Oscar movie earlier in the year because we're not going to forget about I, it. I think they're kind of waking. I mean, so God, so Hollywood's so slow to react, but like mm-hmm. Black Panther is like wow. February release date, comic book movie, huge numbers. I mean, it was in the box. I mean, it was it was drawing well into May and June. I mean, like it was unreal, and it's getting best picture nomination. They're starting to see like, especially Netflix is helping change this of Netflix releasing theater in like what they did with Roma, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and what they did with I mean, Bird Box isn't nominated, but that like that that platform, and they started doing this with. Um, that movie that should have got more nominations about the kids having to fight in Africa, the the Hunger Games, Beast of No Nation, Beast of No Nation, yeah, <laughs> Hunger Games. <laughs> but no, Beast of No Nation was something where they like that should that kid should have got nominated. So many that movie should have got way many more nominations. But Netflix has stuck to its guns of like, look, we're going to put it in the theaters to get Oscar consideration, but then really push it so people watch it on Netflix. So there's there's a buzz around it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's working. It's effective, and I think it's helping affect some change with the academy. Even though the academy is so slow moving, yeah, it takes forever. And you know, you'd think too, a movie released earlier in the year, like Black Panther, came out in theaters, was out on Blu-ray, and it's already on Netflix as well. So everyone's had a chance to see it. You know, like versus some movies that that take a while to hit Netflix or whatever. You know, you're just hitting a wider audience. Obviously, screeners go out to the Academy anyway, so they should. Mm-hmm. you should see everything. But You know, some of these categories, too, were like, 
I feel like, we're, why aren't we missing some nominations? Like production design, it's just Black Panther and the favorite. Why are there only two in production design? I think there's two more up here. They're, uh... First Man, Mary... Oh, Mary. that's think just the way it printed yeah, out. Yeah, it printed out weird. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Um, um, who's so. up in costume design? Ba- uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs, Black Panther, The Favorite, Mary Poppins, and Mary Queen of Scots. A lot of married movies. Yeah, huh? a lot of Marys. So a lot of Marys and a lot of uh, black in titles. Mary Zofries, then. Uh, Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Yep, that is Mary Zofries. It's Mary, so. Mary Valeriano's wife. Fingers crossed. This I hope she one. wins. She's, this is her third nomination, yeah. maybe? Yeah. I believe so. And you've got director, you've got Spike Lee, Black Klansman, Powell Pawlikowski, Cold War, which is interesting. Cold War, not nominated for Best Picture, uh, but but nominated for Foreign Language Film. Couldn't pull a Roma to get them both. Well, see, that's uh, another interesting, like, again, you've got these two open slots. Wouldn't you just put Cold War in there? It's got Best Cinematographer. It's got Best Director. Right. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you just put it in there? Yeah, like, well, we already have our one foreign movie for... You know, best picture. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, there's space. Like, I would put Cold War and and Sorry to Bother You. Why mm-hmm. not? Round it out. What a cool, what, yeah. a, what, a, what a well-balanced field, you mm-hmm. know? You've got a Spike Lee movie that's kind of funny, but very socially relevant. You've got a superhero movie. You've got a musical. You've got crazy gowns and lobster murder you've right. got green book you've got roma one of the more inventive movies ever made you've got a remake eh, i would and you got a political movie yeah um cinematography cold war the favorite never look away roma a star is born now out of all of those you know roma is i think a shoe-in for that i think it's a beautiful movie however now here's a snub that i thought um and the reason is because this has never happened before. And I don't even know if it will qualify as cinematography. It might be under visual effects. But this is a great debate to have. Um, Peter Jackson's movie. They shall, not grow, it's, they shall Not Grow Old or We Shall Not Grow Old. I think it's They Shall Not Grow Old. They yeah. Shall Not Grow Old. Where he took the old World War One footage and yeah, completely changed it yes. to the point where what you're seeing on the screen is a cinematic experience that looks like amazing cinematography. Is it like, all right, well, is that visual effects? Man, is that, that is cinematography? A great point. Because wow. it looks completely different. And he, but he changed everything that a cinematographer would. Lighting, color, frame rate, all of those things changed. I think you'd have to put that in visual effects because mm-hmm. it, he yeah, did all that. Post. It's all in post. Mm-hmm. But again, you bring up a great point. Then that should have been in there instead of christopher robin instead of christopher robin yeah like mm-hmm. what he did there was amazing yeah but because it's a documentary does it not right. ca- like imagine if you nominated it for cinematography though and you had to give credit to all this the people who shot it it'd just be like <laughs> yeah. 90 names <laughs> yeah i think yeah, it should it should be there instead of christopher robin mm-hmm. that's a yeah i think so yeah that's that's if you're gonna a, if you're gonna nominate a, a British animated film this year, Paddington Two. Didn't, uh, <laughs> well, there, that that's true. Is that on the animated? Or it's not it's, because it's live it's, action, right? It's yeah. it's live action with an animated character, so they can see yeah. that live action. Yeah, yeah, people love that that movie. Mm, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Paddington. Mm-hmm. Paddington Two. The first one was good. I didn't get a chance to see the second one, but I heard it's good. I, it's one of those movies that. Uh, like, well, it's a kid's movie. No, people are really... It's like Babe, that kind right, of movie. They're yeah. like, well, it's a kid's movie, but everyone's enjoying that it. Everyone resonated it, with it. It's, it's, uh, it's really fun. All right. 
So that's uh, that's your preview. That's your preview, uh-huh. guys. We're our personal uh, snubs. Maybe we'll start uh, on the uh, on the chat on the um, message boards. boards. Mm-hmm. Uh, give us your what movies you thought were snubbed. Yeah. And the Oscar and the Oscar. Let us know. And next month, of course, the next couple of weeks, we will have Doug Benson on to get your Oscar. Because I know a lot of you listening are going to come up with some obscure movie that uh, a lot of people haven't seen that should have been nominated yeah. for a foreign film. Love hearing award, that. Something like that. And those are movies that's cool, so we can check them out. Or maybe some yeah. indie film that we missed right. or something mm-hmm. that slipped through the cracks that you saw right. that you think is really amazing. We'd love hearing about that. Yes. So, guys, this is your special secret episode. Yeah, enjoy uh, it. Unnumbered. Yes, that's just, we don't even know where we're recording it. So, from. if this episode falls into the wrong hands, we will disavow any association with it. Yep, and we'll take Aaron with us. We'll take <laughs> this episode. I disagree. We cannot <laughs> confirm or deny that this episode is a comedy film. Yes. This episode. Now, yeah. since it's unnumbered, uh, do you still do the Patreon? Patreon ads. Oh, oh wow! Oh, I don't. That's a great question. I think yes. Yeah, think we'll give should. it to them. There we go. Okay. I just don't want them to be left out. Thanks, buddy. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Good check call. it out. Good call. <laughs> Almost missed it. Our Patreon sponsors that make all of this possible, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Johnny Rulon, also writing from an undisclosed location, his novel Green Cheek, A Junkie's Guide to Street Magic. It's on Amazon, both digital and hard copy. Magic. It's an experimental stream of consciousness novel which follows the exploits of the muse Calliope and her mortal lover T.S. on a journey through time, dreams, and the hidden places of a supernatural America. The website is happyhorrorshowproductions.com. That's happyhorrorshowproductions.com. And the Audacity Performing Arts Project produces after-school performing arts projects and poor Underfunded and low-performing schools, performing arts education is not a luxury. Please visit them at audacityperformingarts.com. That's audacityperformingarts.com. Perform. And Chris Parker Howard, Coffee Over Suicide, is a dramedy podcast about mental illness and choosing life over death, one cup of coffee at a time. Get caught up in season one before season two premieres in February. Wherever podcasts are found, find out more at coffeeversuicide.com. Hot cup of joe. (laughs) Alice Frazier, co-host of the Bugle podcast and host of Tea with Alice, brings you a series of three genre-bending solo stand-up shows that explore the boundary between comedy and tragedy. They're recorded back-to-back as a three-hour show at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival with a binaural microphone, which creates an intensely immersive listening experience. AliceFrazier.com. Melbourne. And uh, Rebecca Evans, The Art Podcast. When we move past hesitation, we're true to ourselves. We find our own art in life. When you hear some fun stories and get inspired, check out The Art. Facebook.com slash The Art Podcasts, with an S. Art. And La Calavera, La Calavera by Alan Ross. The story of a pirate radio operator who decides to go into the pirate cable TV business, Darren Loney. Together with a uh, group of misfits and the questionable guidance of a spiritual advisor in the form of Richard Nixon, grew up to take on the world's largest media conglomerate and its egomaniacal celebrity CEO. It's on ebook and hard copy on Amazon. Voice activated recorders in the Oval Office. <laughs> and David Hynek, a composer of contemporary classical music that people actually like. DavidHynek.com, H E I N I C K. Boom. Thank you, Patronis. Thank you, Heineck, and again, friends, the Patrons. We appreciate you joining us on this unnumbered special episode mm-hmm. that was recorded in an undisclosed location at one of our safe houses on one of the five continents. Enjoy it mysteriously at your leisure. At your leisure, mm-hmm. and uh, let us know your Oscar snubs. Yes. Um, all my tour dates at GrahamElwood.com, everybody. Join us on the road. 
think that's it. And check it out. Also, the uh, new season of Conversations from the Abyss yeah. has dropped. Uh, the first episode with Cecil Baldwin from Welcome to Night Vale has dropped. There's a great interview with uh, myself and Grandma would interview me actually about the show. And uh, check it out. <clears throat> and if you could do me a favor and uh, write a little nice review, because all that stuff tracks and it gets it more into the art section a little bit quicker and uh, a little bit higher. So great free nice ways review. to support. Yeah, free way to support. Uh, nice review, a nice rating. That all that stuff helps. Yeah, same thing with political vigilante podcast. Mm-hmm. Positive reviews, like share. And, of course, that's after you uh, rate and review the Comedy Film Nerds podcast. You know what? Just go to iTunes, spend about five minutes, rate and review a bunch of stuff. How about that? Now, Mm -hmm. that sounds like a fine way to spend an afternoon. Mm -hmm. Well, guys, my name's Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han Han shot shot first. first.